Hi everyone, this is Paul Rosenblum. I have an important announcement to make today, and that is that our YouTube channel is now open and online and ready for visitors. So check it out at www.youtube.com slash at bookkeepermensch. See you there. Paul Rosenblum is a bookkeeper, not an accountant or a CPA. Although the information comes from accounting professionals, the information in this podcast is meant to give you enough good information to have a conversation and dialogue with your tax professional about subjects discussed on this podcast. My name is Paul Rosenblum, and I have been a bookkeeper for almost 25 years. I started out as a freelance self-employed bookkeeper and then started teaching QuickBooks, and I consulted with small businesses to help set up accounting systems. For a while, teaching and consulting was mostly what I did. But in 2004, I started building the bookkeeping practice and continued teaching QuickBooks on a regular basis. I now have about 150 small business clients that my practice is responsible for doing monthly bookkeeping for. I still teach QuickBooks desktop and online versions in webinars and in-person classes on a regular basis. And now, hey, my very first podcast, episode number one, to share this information with all of you. Although I'm not an accountant or a CPA and can't actually sign off on taxes, I work with accountants closely when my clients' tax returns are being done, and tax professionals over the years have been able to share a lot of information with me about the rules in the IRS tax code and the state tax codes. So not only will I share general bookkeeping skills with you, I'll also talk about small business taxes and give you some tips on saving money on your overall either business tax liability or your personal tax liability. First up, let's start at the very beginning. Before you even have a business, you're thinking about starting a business. You have an idea for a business. You wake up one day and you have this idea that you want to explore. You might call a friend who is already in that field that you're thinking about starting a company in and offer to take that friend out to lunch or dinner to talk about what's needed to break into that field. Well, you just created your very first startup expense once you pay for that lunch or pay for that dinner. And you've done it for a company that doesn't even exist yet. So when you get home from your lunch or dinner, keep the receipt, get a spreadsheet program ready, Because eventually, when you create an entity for the company and you get a tax ID, you will need to create a set of books and you would need to enter that startup expense in your new set of books. Actually, a startup expense isn't an expense at all. It's considered an other asset of the company that either exists or doesn't exist, at least temporarily. That is before the company makes its first sale. After the company makes its first sale, whatever year that is, depending on 
how much money was spent in startup expenses, these pre-sales expenses could be expensed out or amortized over one year or several years. So yes, your bookkeeping starts weeks or months before you even create a company. What happens if you don't ever create a company and abandon this idea? Up to $5,000 of startup expenses are tax deductible on your personal tax return. So yes, you still need to keep receipts and have some kind of accounting for these expenses, even if you never start an actual company. Startup expense categories don't need to be terribly specific. They can be very broad and very general. You can have categories for meals, travel, research and development, rent, payroll, office supplies, and continuing education, for some examples. With each episode, I will always try to relate the information that I give you to a real client situation. So here's the first one. Sometime in 2019, I started with a new client who was doing their own bookkeeping, and they knew that the books really needed work. Whenever I meet with a new client, I always ask to see two things. One, the books. Even if they're bad, I still want to see the books. And number two, the latest tax return. Well, I took a look at the books and didn't see any startup expenses. And I also didn't see any assets except for bank accounts. This was a food truck company. Where's the cost of a truck in the books as an asset? But I, I digress. We'll talk about fixed assets in another episode. But there were no startup expenses in the books at all. The tax return had no startup expenses. Her accountant knew that she was a new business, but never asked about startup expenses. I'm glad that I did. She had receipts for about $70,000 of startup expenses, including some assets. In this case, the purchase of the food truck itself was an asset, which was not in the books, but the refurbishing of the inside of the truck and all of the equipment in the truck to cook food were all considered startup expenses. We were able to get a very large tax deduction for that company using startup expenses and the depreciation of assets to convert both of those categories into tax-deductible expenses. The goal, for me, a happy client who is saving money using the IRS codes 100% legally. And that, for me, is golden. One other thing about startup expenses that I wanted to mention, and that is that if you have this idea for a company and you start spending money as startup expenses, if you make your first dollar of revenue or you make your first sale in that first year, then startup expenses do not have to be segregated as other assets of your company. They could be right in the profit and loss as regular expenses. However, for bookkeeping purposes, from my uh, viewpoint, I like to put them in as startup expenses so that the owner of the company can see how much money they actually spent before the day of the first sale 
without looking too closely at the books because they will have there'll be another section called startup expenses. Other than that, if you have startup expenses in one calendar year and you make your first sale in the next calendar year, then yes, you have to separate startup expenses and regular expenses from the day that you start your own company. If you have any startup expense stories that you want to share, please email me at bookkeepermensch at gmail.com. That's bookkeepermensch at gmail.com. And your story could be included in an upcoming episode. See you next time.